Welcome back to the A7 Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Dulo D. Now what makes him very special is that we just shot a music video not too long ago. And so I want to get into a little bit of the process of what we did for those of you who are watching it for creative purposes. But also I want to get into Dulo's life. So Dulo D, please introduce yourself. Yes, sir. My name is Dulo D. I'm from the Fam Bam Click. If y'all don't know, we did Fam Bam. We've been doing music since the 90s, but now I'm doing my own thing because that's old and over with. Started a new chapter in my life, and uh, I want to bring y'all some new things and some new projects and a new sound. Yes, sir. So while I'm sparking this, tell me about yourself. Dude. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up on a, in South Central L.A. on the east side. Right off of Imperial and Broadway on 111th and Main in the gutter, you know, which is all good. I love it. And, uh, yeah, my grandmama on the, on the east side, on the east side, she's just seen, like, the gang life just getting real bad for us. And she's seen the influence that it was having on me and my and my siblings. So she moved us to the west side, west of Lake Pico and Hauser. Right on. How old were you when you moved out to the east side? I mean, to the west side. We moved to the west side when I was like, I think I was like 13, 14. I think I was in junior high school already. Right on. Did you ever go visit your old neighborhood? I never stopped going to the east side, and I still haven't to this day. I love the east side. You know, hell, I go back every chance I can get. I still got family over there, bro. You know, I got family all over L.A. What was like the stark difference between the west side and the east side? The west side... I noticed that it was more opportunity, more opportunity on the west side, you know. And on the east side, they kind of limit you to your opportunities, bro. Mm -hmm. But on the west side, it was more things, more things in life other than, on. basically on the east side, all you seen was like hustling, you know what I'm saying, you know what I mean, gang banging and shit like that. You know, so making your money any any kind of way you can. But on the west side, it was a little different. I I learned a lot being raised on the east side than it is from the west side, and it kind of, and that's why I'm here today because it kind of pissed me off. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the east side should have the same opportunities as the west side. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, what's it called? What kind of opportunities did you have in the west side that you couldn't get in the east side? Like, was it like job things or was it a what was it? Jobs. Uh, Schooling, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the schools mainly is a whole lot different. Like on, on the east side, they just don't give a fuck about you. On, on the west side, they take more time out to make sure that you do succeed in what you're trying to do, you know. And, and that's what I like about the west side. Mm-hmm. You know? And like in school, they had job programs for you, you know, so. Back then, I don't know how it is now, so I can't speak for now, but back then, that's how it was. Like, so you moved over there when you were 13 to the west side. Was it still, were you still, like, involved in, like, gang stuff? Was there still hood stuff out there? Or were Hell you- yeah. There's a hood shit all over L.A., bro. And that's what fucking fooled me, because I didn't know about it. You know what I mean? When I moved to the west side, it was like... <clears throat> Like I'm used to the east side, east side hoods and east side gangs, but it was the west side. Shout out to my niggas from Mansfield, By Yourself, you know, By Yourself. I was like, damn, By Yourself, it's a hood called By Yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So that kind of fucked me up right there, being from the east side and shit. Like, buy yourself hustlers. Okay, I see you. Mansfield gangsters. Okay. All right, Mansfields. And you know what I'm saying? So I end up, you know, still, you know, I'm from the east side. I love I love my hood shit. So I still fuck with niggas. You know what I mean? I got niggas from Marvin, niggas from Playboy, you know, Playboy gangsters. I got niggas from... I fuck with niggas from everywhere. This fam bam, period. You know what I'm saying? I don't give a fuck about where you from. If we if we vibe, we vibe. You know what I'm saying? Period. And that's it. So I fuck with mother. I fuck with I fuck with people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Period. You know, I don't, I don't, if you just happen to bang, you just happen to bang. I'm fucking with you. If you happen to be a motherfucking uh, shit uh, custodian and we cool, nigga, I'm gonna fuck with you. I don't give a fuck. You feel me? That's fam bam. Yeah. It's uh, what do you think? What do you think is is the things that kind of make the east side a little bit more, I guess, ghetto or dangerous compared to the west side? Where we're like, since they since the west side have more opportunities, my niggas on the east side ain't got nothing to lose. Mm. You know what I mean? So they don't give a fuck. They're gonna do what they gotta do to get what they need to get, survive and feed their families. Period. I already know that. So I already know. The east side is ruthless, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But that's because, you know, they've been backed up in a corner. What what you gonna do? Either you gonna fucking either you gonna fucking fucking fold, or you gonna come out fighting by any means. So as niggas would rather come out fighting and do what they gotta do to get what they need than to starve. You know, so that's the main difference, bro. Straight up, east side is they they don't got. They ain't got shit to lose. They're going to get what they need to do to feed their family by any means. Kind of how you said, so there's less opportunities there, so it's just Absolutely. people People are just going to be more ruthless. Exactly. Uh, would you say that some of that rubbed off on you? Absolutely. You know, that's why I get the, both, the, both, the best of both worlds. Because I, I, see, I, I, I see the difference, you know what I mean? So when I weigh, weigh the difference out, I see what the east side has different from the west side as far as opportunity, you know. So the west, the east side taught me just to be ruthless by any means, you know what I mean? Just, and that don't necessarily have to be, that don't have to be robbing or killing. It could be just hustling, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? If you're going to hustle, whatever you're going to hustle, be the best at it, you know what I'm saying? Do what you got to do to be the best at it. Make it happen, you know. And that's what the east side taught me, just to be relentless, you feel me? Yes, sir. You know, I grew up uh, in around K-Town, East Hollywood area. And back in the day, it was a little more ghetto. Now they, they cleaned it up. They gentrified it a little bit. Yeah. But definitely what I can say, just growing up with gangbangers and hood dudes and all that, is uh, something that I took is that not to get punked so much. You know, you, you learn, especially right. like like how you said, you got the best of both worlds. Right. I, I grew up kind of in the hood and shit, but what's it called? That hood side of me comes out of my, not in the professional side, but, like, now I know, like, you know, like, I'm not going to get punked by, like, some regular, you know, like, person or whatever. I'm not going to, I'm not going to fold very easy when right. people are oppressing me and stuff, right. you know? It's, like, one thing that I learned, because I'm like, bro, like, I'm not scared of you. I met, like, real know. hood foods, you know? Exactly. You, yeah. you got to you gotta show some type of fight fight back in you, or else they're going to keep fucking with you, bro. I swear. they gonna, If they feel like they're going to get you one time, oh, they're going to get you again. Yeah, definitely. I'd rather fight. One time and go out and get my ass whooped than to just fold and give it over. Because they're going to remember, oh, this nigga a fighter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 
Ain't gonna remember that shit. Oh, this nigga fight back. Especially if you stand there and stand your ground, they gonna see your demeanor like, oh, this nigga mean business. He gonna fight back. We give him this one time, we gonna think twice the second time because he gonna remember the first time he might have something for him. You know what I'm saying? So they know the difference. So I'd rather go out fighting straight up. Yeah. <laughs> you feel me? So, man. Were you ever put at any kind of danger living, you know, in the hood and growing up in L.A.? Man, you in danger every day you walk out the door, fam. 100. 100. Every time I walk out the door, I feel like I'm in danger. Because you don't know. You know what I mean? It's like if you try to figure out or you try to think about the danger, if you let up on that one time, that might be the wrong time. You feel me? So all the time you're going to think about that shit. So I always think about danger. Everywhere I go, really. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Shit. <laughs> no, uh, it's crazy <laughs> because uh, before I never used to think about the danger that could surround you, you know, in, in the neighborhood or whatever. I I, um, I always grew up with, like, long-haired metal dudes. So I was never really scared of, you know, when people are walking by and, you know, you look twice or whatever, you see a car driving by more than once and you're like, wait a minute, what is that car doing? Until one day, uh, a couple of friends of I of ours were hanging out outside and there was one cholo dude and what's it called he kept on looking around and i was like bro like you're paranoid what are you doing and then he's like he's like nah bro like you always got to be on the lookout mm-hmm. and i was like i don't know bro i think you're tripping a little bit and he saw this car pass by twice as soon as he saw that car the second time another another one of his homies popped out and he was like do you see that car and he's exactly. like yep He's like, pass me the strap. Exactly. Throws him the strap. Right. We all hide behind this wall. The car passes by, starts shooting. They get in a shootout. Exactly. And it's like, whoa, dude. Like, if he wasn't there, like, we probably would have been shot. Uh, you know? Yeah, that's being on alert. That's being on your P's and Q's, man. You yeah. Know, that's that's living in the streets and knowing how shit works. You might fool me once, but you're not going to fool me twice. Yeah. So they've been fooled once before. So now you ain't going to fool them twice. They're ready. Yep, exactly. That shit. That shit is crazy, man. Um, man, you can't live in fear, bro. <laughs> can't can't I live, live in fear. fear. You gotta be, you gotta be alert. It's uh it's crazy. I don't know if my brother wants me would want me to say this, but uh, I was like when I was hiding behind the wall. I think this was already like my third drive by that I've been a part of. So I'm just behind the wall, just sipping out my beer. I'm just like, oh, hopefully nothing hits me. And I looked uh, beside me, and my brother's there, and he's crying. He's like, he's shaking. He's crying. I'm like, bro, this is not the time. Like, you're not supposed to panic in these situations. Never. Yeah, because when you panic, that's when you get hurt, you know? Never. Yeah. Man, trust me. I don't live this life. I don't I've been out here for many years, man. I I've, I've been shot a couple times and you know, I am still here. I'm still standing. That's you crazy. Know, How many times have you been shot? Wiser. How many times have you been shot? Twice. Jesus. Yes. What happened? And I'm still here. Yes, know? sir. I mean, sometimes just being out here and just living out here, you, you could be caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I mean? And I grew up in an era when motherfuckers wasn't asking no questions. They just come by and they just shoot. They bust. You they getting off. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, you live in that hood, you from that gang. Mm-hmm. But that's not the saying. That's not life. That's not real because it's going to be niggas over there that's not from niggas' hoods. You know what I mean? So you coming over there thinking it's these niggas because they in this hood, that means they're from this gang that represents this hood. It's a false narrative. You know what I mean? So, but 
motherfuckers see people over there and they assume, oh, it's they 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 black, they look like my people, so they must be from over here. So these is the one ones I want, so we're gonna start shooting. We're gonna get the gun and boom, boom, boom. No ask no questions. Not know where you from, know where you nothing. You know what I mean? They just start shooting. And don't don't know who the fuck the nigga is. You just see a motherfucker in the hood. You know what I'm saying? So you assume you from that, he from that gang. Some bullshit. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So niggas just start shooting. And that's how it happened, bro. That's crazy, man. Uh were you scared? Were you freaking out? course but you gotta think fast you can't be scared you talking about your life you know mm-hmm. what I mean when it's your life you just it's, you, you gotta make sure your next move is the best move so <clears throat> that's basically that's basically what I did so you know when I was hit I remained calm you know even though I knew it was life threatening I knew it was life threatening because the people around me was you know was going crazy so I just you know like okay you just be cool be calm you know just wait wait for the right time wait wait for wait for help and they, and they came and they got me to the proper proper place where I needed to be and saved my motherfucking life that's 100 and and that's why you know I, I, I think I, I pray every day I think every day for my motherfucking life because it's because of you know what I'm saying everybody ain't ain't fortunate. No, this is true. Did you did they take out the bullet? I was hit three times, and um, they took out one, and they left two. Because they were not life threatening, so when they're not life threatening, they don't they don't trip off of it. So they know they let it they let the shit stay, you know. And um, one of mine came out on his own. It was it was a, in my chest, and it pushed itself out on his own. So <laughs> that's crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, it pushed itself out, bro. It was kind of crazy too. It kind of kind of tripped me out because it came out my chest, and when it came out. It, it left, I looked in, the, it was in the morning time, so I looked in the mirror, and it was pink, and I'm like, I was in the shower, and I, first, it came out in the shower, so when I, I looked in the shower, and I grabbed it, and I, and I looked at it, and I'm like, what the fuck, it's a motherfucking bullet, <laughs> <laughs> no shit, bro, crazy, man, no shit, and I get out, I look in the mirror, and I'm like, looking, and, it's, and that's in my motherfucking hand. And by the time night came, the motherfucker closed up. And I couldn't even tell where the bullet came from. It's amazing what the body can do, man. Oh, yeah, it healed itself up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it came out. And then and, all of a sudden, it just... In a, metaphor, like, in a metaphorical way, it's almost like the... You know, like that attempt at your life, just like, you know, getting out of there. And, you know, maybe giving you another chance or like trying to trying to show you you know like and that's exactly how i feel about it 
Mm-hmm. So that's why I keep going. That's why I keep moving. That's why I stand tall. You know what I mean? That's why I'm here right now. Keep it 100. You know what I mean? That's why I do music. Because that's what the fuck I do. No matter what you might see me doing or see me hustling, at the end of the day, this is what the fuck I do. I do music. You know what I mean? So, like, it's because of those, because of those situations and those circumstances, it kind of hit different with me. You know, it hits different. It's not, it's, it's really not just to, just to do music. It's to make a difference, and through my music, so, so I can make a difference for others. Basically, so, so I'm gonna keep doing this. After all, after how many times I've been here, I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm going to be mean. I'm going to keep doing what I do. I don't I know you do music. What's it called? We, we shot a music video. So I'm going to get, we're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first, before we get into that, I want to talk to you about life and love after lockup. Uh, what's it called? I guess your brother Lamar came out in the show called Love After Lockup on WETV. Yeah, WETV. WETV. We. All right, cool. And uh, That's women's entertainment. Women's entertainment. Hell yeah, I give a shout out to the women. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we TV, bro. So, so how did that happen? Because I know that uh, you had told me that in the when when your brother came out, that was like the first time you actually saw him come out too, right? Like they caught the, all that on camera. Hell yeah, man! That was that was that was special for my bro, man. I'm proud of my little bro. Hell yeah, that was the first time that I had seen him in, in fucking eighteen years. So that's it was. So it was it was kind of dope. It's amazing that they they caught that life, man. Uh, how much of that was real? Was it all real, bro? It's real. It's all real, you know. But sometimes we, you know, we we just do we gotta do what we do so unexpectedly. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, how did that all work? So, like, did they just call you guys on random days and they're like, "Hey, we're gonna, just gonna shoot today"? No, they will let us know ahead of time. Oh, okay. You know, and I don't, I don't be knowing what the, what the situation is going to be till till they get there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I talk to my bro, and sometimes I don't. That's why I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. That's why when they film with me, I have no idea what's going on. Like the time she came to my house, talking all that shit, and she was in the motherfucking rant, you know. And I'm like, wait, hold on. What the fuck? Why is she coming over to my home like this? I don't. She not don't like that shit. That loud. It's real quiet where I live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck? I don't. I don't like attention like that. You don't draw no attention to me. I don't want. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm very low key. So she kind of like really pissed me off in that aspect. You feel me? So hell yeah, that should be real. See, I feel I'm getting mad right now just thinking about that shit. <laughs> yeah. Was it like weird? Because I know that. Well. The first season, it seemed like it was more about the, the I guess, the lead up to the marriage or to the wedding. Um, and then le- uh, the life after lockup scenes, it was more like about the drama between them. Uh, what's it called? Was the was was that like hard? You know, to like essentially like you're being in a show and it's all about drama or was it calm some days? No, it, it was calm some days. It, I, it's not like that all the time. Mm-hmm. But 
it was times like that all the time, seemed like. So I, I don't even know how to I would say yes and no. Yeah. Yes and no. Uh, one thing that I saw that I liked uh, from the show was when when your brother came into the studio and then you guys started making music. Have you and your brother been making music for a long time? Man, man, we was making music before before he got locked up. We had a group called the Fam Bam Click. And it was me, him, my other brother, and a few other family members. And uh, we did some songs, and we went. We did an EP called The Bombay. And then after that, um, shit, conflict kind of happened within the group. And everybody went their separate ways early. You feel me? Like, damn, before we could even get it popping like that. Even because we had a couple songs that was played on the radio, but by uh-huh. popular request only. You know what I mean? It wasn't mm-hmm. like it was a regular rotation and motherfuckers start feeling themselves. So that kind of went left early. So Does the Fan Bam click still make music? Nah. Everybody doing their own thing. Oh, okay. Everybody, you know, everybody settled in with their lives. You're doing, you know, family things and shit like that, business, ventures, whatever. For as far as right now, shit. I don't know. I think I'm the only one to do this shit. Probably. Yeah. How many like cameras and stuff was it when, when they would come in and shoot you guys? Was it would it be like one camera, would it be multiple cameras? Yeah, it would be multiple cameras. Might be two at a time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, I remember uh working in a in a couple of reality T V shows, but uh, it's like from the production side and my end anyway, it was always kind of always difficult. Uh, we had this crazy, crazy boss one time called Alki David, and he was some, like, rich Greek guy, and he just wanted to record his life, and he just had, like, this crazy amount of money to throw. And But he would be that kind of boss that would, like, like he'd be like, okay, like, we want to shoot this. And he had called, like, NBC and everybody, and then he just, like, fucking had a blow-up. He fucking got angry, told everyone to get the fuck out, fired everybody, and, like, the whole news caught it and everything. And it was just, like, I was, like, dude, like, this is a fucking nightmare. And luckily that time I was just kind of dumping footage and kind of uh, syncing up the sound. But what's it called? Like, I was just, like, dude, like, like I can't imagine just having to record drama all the time, you know? And, and right. in that case it was that. I've done some other ones where it was more chill. But it was just, like, I'm, like, damn, this is kind of stressful. On, on your end, were you feeling any type of stress or were you just chilling most of the time? Man, I don't stress about shit. Period. Man, I never, never stress. Nice. Never. Can't nothing. I don't give a fuck how big, how small, make me stress. It's whatever. I handle it accordingly. How it, how it goes. It's presented. What the fuck can I do about it? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, what no, it's fuck? true, man. You can't, you can't let the stress. I mean, the stress will age you, and you don't look, you don't look old at all, bro. You still look hella young. I don't. Know. <laughs> That's because I don't stress. Yes, sir. That's important. And too. I, but you can't just say it. You gotta mean it. Mm-hmm. Mean it. If you say you don't stress, don't stress. The fuck? Don't stress. I'm stressing too much. Well, what's stopping you from stressing? You. Stop stressing so much. <laughs> the fuck? You can't do shit about it anyway, right? Yeah. So why the fuck is you stressing? Shit, so hell no. I don't stress about shit. 
what advice would you give to somebody, let's say, stressing or whatever? Like, what, what would, what's your philosophy on not stressing out so much? I really don't have a philosophy. You know, I just live by a code, an honor. You know, like just how I not, know not to stress about things, I make sure I do these things. I follow the four agreements. And one of the agreements, one of the four agreements is be impeccable with your word. Mean what you say, say what you mean. So I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. Always do your best. I do my motherfucking best. No matter what. No matter what the outcome is, I don't give a fuck if it's if I get an F or if I get an A. I do it my I did my I did my best. What the fuck? You know? And uh oh, damn, it's, it's it's two more agreements and shit. <laughs> 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 I think oh, I, I never go. take things personal mm-hmm. and I never take shit personal I don't know what type of day you having you know you may be having a fucked up day and that fucking shit might rub off on me so I don't let your shit let your shit take me per, making me take it personal so I address it it be impeccable with my word and there it is there I don't take it personal it is what it is and you not finna fuck up my day it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And what did I say? I say, be impeccable with your words. Do your best. Always do your best. Don't take it personal. Don't take shit personal. I think that's something that a lot of people get lost in a lot of times. It's They, they really start to focus on what other people think about them. You know what I mean? And, and you shouldn't really do that, you know, because at the end of the day, like, like once again, you're just putting negative thoughts again in your head and that's not gaining you anything. That's not like, at the end of the day, you got to think to yourself, like, is that dude paying your rent? Exactly. <laughs> you know, like, 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 who gives you, a fuck? Exactly. Like, fuck yeah. you do. I don't give a fuck. Exactly. But you got to mean it. You know, you got to be impeccable with your word. Mean what you say. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't let it bother you and don't take it personal. You know what I'm saying? So what's up with you today, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? What's happening with you? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. You just you didn't hurt my feelings. So shit, that's just what I do, bro. So goddamn, Dulo, it seems like you lived one hell of a fucking life, bro. Hell yeah, man. Oh, shit, and I love every every minute of it. They all taught me something. Trust me. If you, you when you said we you live and you learn, hey, that's one hundred. Believe it. How much of your real life experience influenced your music? Oh, love it. <laughs> oh, shit, I wouldn't be who the fuck I am, shit, without my motherfucking life experiences. It's like, from where I come from, I, I mix everything into one. I've seen both, I live both sides, I would like to say, of L.A. That's why I love L.A. so much. Hold on, hold on. The reason why I love L.A. so much is because I can say that I really experienced both sides. You know what I'm saying? Living up from the, coming from the east side all the way to the west side and, and really, you know what I'm saying, just like living 
with these people with politically correct shit but drinking but you know my folks you know what I'm saying period and um shit I love I love you know what I'm saying everything about the environment that I, that I came from because it taught me something valuable in life that I can live with forever you know what I'm saying shit and Saying both, I could say that I'm somebody who can can really say that truly lived in my lived in L.A. like like I have. Shit, so trust me, and, it, and I love both. Forgot where I was going. Shit, goddamn! But you know, <laughs> yeah. so how many songs do you have? Oh uh, shit, shit! Right now, I can't even. I got them ready to go right now. But you, you have a couple. So what are what are most are your songs all kind of like about the same thing? Are they different? What kind of music do you make? What would you call it? You know what? I've thought about this and I still can't come up with what I would call my music. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just shit. I would call it, first of all, Feel good music, you know what I'm saying? Because I want my music, you know what I'm saying, to make you, you know what I'm saying, just feel good about life, about everything. So I try to make my music feel good music. But basically, I got a lot of other music that come. It, it may not be so feel good. It may be heartful, you know. So I try to do everything. I'm, I try to touch on everything. So right now, feel good but right now it's horrible and right next it may be political I don't know you know what I'm saying I just go with what I feel <laughs> <laughs> I do I just go with what I feel man straight up um we got introduced through Cadillac Todd uh shout out to Cadillac Todd Cadillac Todd <laughs> so I know Cadillac Todd um also also did like music and stuff like that too is that how you know him yeah I know Cadillac Todd from him being a friend of our one of our managers that we had and a business partner of a, of a mutual friend, basically. And Cadillac Todd just ended up being my boy because he was always 100, you know what I mean? So I always liked Cadillac Todd because he's always a man of his word. Trader, that's my boy. She, he's 100. If you're 100 with me, I'm 100 with you, nigga. We're going to bond no matter what. And... That's my boy, Cadillac Todd. So that's how we met. I, I, I speak highly of him because it's been 20 years, 20 plus years with my boy. Yeah. And he's been 100. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I can speak on it like that. So I'm just thinking about my boy. Yeah, my nigga Cadillac Todd. You know what I'm saying? I, my boy. Straight up. It's my boy. What kind of music inspires you, bro? Like you can tell right now, I'm a man of many moods. You know? <laughs> Straight up, you know what I mean? So a lot of different music in, in, damn, inspires me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It all depends on what you're talking about. What genre you're talking about. You do, do you like, I'm pretty sure you like some hip-hop, you like some R&B. What are what are some I of your like, classics? I like it all. Like it all. You know what I'm saying? It's from any genre, mm -hmm. so it's hard to say 
what inspires me. Hey, shit. If you want to get specific, it's like a mixture of shit. But if I had to say who's at the top of the list, it would be my boy, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, for being a writer, Dr. Dre for being a producer, and then a whole host of, whole, us the old, whole host of other writers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like E-40, that's my boy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He really, ins- he, you know, he probably inspires me the most, straight up. You know, longevity. Yeah. I uh, I seen E-40 one time uh, over there at the, well, sta- it used to be a Staples Center. Now it's CryptoArena.com. Right. Um, but I saw him uh, open up for Bone Thugs, Bone Thugs in Harmony, and Ice T was performing that day. Ice T was that's like a classic and Fat Joe. It was a it was a pretty crazy concert. I forgot what they uh, Kush Grove, Kush Grove or Kush Grove. Kush Grove. Yeah, Kush Grove. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to one of those shows. That shit was fucking. That shit was dope. It was my first hip hop show, like with big artists like that. So Dulo, uh, so you have some music videos out right now. Uh, what's it called? One of them that we did together, but you did another one before me. So I just wanted to know about how that one went. How was the process? Did you like it? What happened? You know, that high, you know, it, it, yeah, I just put out a video called That High. And that high represents the marijuana, cannabis, cup winners that's in my life. That's put me and helped me through a lot of things in this life that always cures all wounds. And I just wanted to make a song expressing my feelings towards it and to keep it 100. I just called it that high because that's the only thing I could think of when I think about the feeling that she gives to me like that no other that like no other you know <laughs> wait yeah you know what I mean so marijuana is amazing man yeah it's basically a, a love song about marijuana bro <laughs> <laughs> I love it bro you know what I'm saying it's a love song about the way I feel about marijuana you know I wanted because of, because of the music because mm. I love Slow music. I love R and B music, and I don't. I, I can't lie on the music, so I wanted to do a love song, and I just wanted to write a love song about something that I feel like that have given me the most love in my life, besides my immediate family members like my mother. But this this Mary Jane, this this, this marijuana, always been there for me, never let me down when I needed. So I wanted to dedicate a song to her called That High. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> What's it called? I used to know this uh, this one band uh, back in the metal scene, and they had this one demo out. And every song was like a heavy-ass song, kind of thrashy, heavy. And then they had one like hidden track in there, and it was like an acoustic slow song, and it was about marijuana. And and it's just crazy how marijuana can be like, you know, just this thing that really just chills people out. You get me? You got this band going crazy, singing about death and all this crazy <laughs> shit. And then they just have this one hidden track and it's a love song. And right. it's just to, you know, to marijuana. And then shout out to my homies in King's Own The Vibes. They also have a great uh, song called Juana. 
And uh, it goes like, I want to marry Juana. (laughs) And like, instead of saying marijuana, but they're like kind of using it in in a different way. And it's fucking, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how many (laughs) songs you could just write about it, you know? Hell yeah. You be in that mood, bro. When you were writing and it come to you, you you don't know what you're going to write about. It's just going to come to you. And that high, I was with my boy. We was smoking and getting blowed. I don't want my nigga Rito getting blowed. And I'm like, you know, you got that one person that you talk to that can shit. Because you go through some shit, you got to talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I'm the only one. I don't know. Maybe you don't go through shit. But I go through um, some shit. Yeah. I mean, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast with you is because we were editing this video. And, uh, well, the, the L.A. video. And uh, the Bang My City video, I mean. And uh, and we were smoking a blunt in between the editing session. And we were just, like, talking. And just, like, you know, like, talking for a long time. And I'm like, bro, like, we got to do a podcast. <laughs> so, you know, like, weed essentially brought this together. So, you know, so that's kind of kind of amazing. What was, uh, who did you shoot that video with? I see his, his logo there. My boy, KG. Nice, KG. KG Films, yeah. Yeah, he, he does really great work as well. And I'm, you know, I hope you guys will meet one day and possibly will because both of you guys are very, very talented at what you do. So props, big props to you and also big props to KG. You know what I'm saying? Because both of y'all did y'all thing. Yeah. Uh, niggas. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I saw his video and it's, I'm like, like it's perfect because I was like we have very similar styles, you know. Yeah. So and it's kind of crazy too because the girl that he used in that video, uh, Cheeks, is I also worked in a in another music video and also with another artist that I worked with named Medusa, and those so she's really cool. I've worked with her a couple of times before, and it's uh it's just, and then those studios that you guys are at, well the the red room with the with the heart bed and all that. So yeah, no, uh, uh, KG style looks very similar to mine. I I like I like what he did with that video. So. It's amazing that, yeah, when you guys showed that to me, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, we can kind of keep it in that same kind of style. And it's kind of cool that both of your songs are guys like love songs to, to two different things. The first song being a love song to marijuana and, and then your the Bang My City, a love song to L.A. Because uh, the, the two goes, goes hand in hand. Yeah. For real. You know what I mean? Because if you think about L.A., you got first thing you're going to think of is, Fucking bomb ass fucking bud. <laughs> God damn, and it's legal. And I can smoke all the bud that I want. Like, man, like, what the fucking LA? You know what I'm saying? So, you that's the first thing you're going to think. And then the second thing you're going to be like, God, there's some niggas out there, though. <laughs> 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 it's some real motherfucking niggas out there, though. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't come correct, you better not come at all because you're going to get exposed. Yeah. It's, uh, what's it called? First of all, I fucking love L.A. I've been, I've traveled all over the country and other parts of the world. And what's it called? There's nothing like L.A. There really is nothing like L.A. And then it's crazy because there's the kind of like outside view of it, you know, which is a lot of people look at it and watch it on TV and stuff. And they think about Hollywood. And right. they think about, like, you know, the movies and stuff like that. And and music, the music industry out here is huge. Right. But they don't really think about, like, 
the other side of LA, you know, though, like, like it's crazy because when the people, raw shit. yeah, when, when I hear it talked about in, in other podcasts and other forms of media, uh, people talk about the fakeness and they talk about the Hollywood parties. And I'm like, man, that's right. a small section of LA. The rest right. of LA is fucking crazy. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The raw shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the shit. It, you don't know which way direction it's going to go. It all depends on how a motherfucker feel that night. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it can be good, but, but that's the shit that I like about it. Because if it's when it's good, it's good. When it's good, it's the best you're going to ever get. You know what I mean? It's the best in the world. It's going to be trendsetting. It's going to be huge. It's going to be something that you can't even explain. So we got to make a name for this shit good. But when it's bad, Bad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100. You know what I'm saying? When it's bad, it's bad. Yeah, and it's like a like a spectrum thing, you know? Like right. when you have something so high and so rich, then, you know, naturally on the other side is going to get super bad, you know, like just examples like Skid right. Row and shit like that, you know? It's like right. the craziest you can get. Um the the one thing that sometimes I guess that I don't like about LA, the one of the few things that I don't like about LA is shows. Um not for the major artists, but for smaller uh smaller artists. I think the market out here is just so saturated that people don't even want to show love. So what's like a one time I went on tour with this upcoming artist and we toured all around California and like one of the craziest crowds we got was like Fresno, you know, and Sacramento went crazy too. We went we went all around and I felt like everywhere, like for the smaller artists, everybody went crazy. Like I guess people are just so bored out there that you know that like when any little show comes along, they're gonna they're gonna party all the way through. Absolutely. And in LA sometimes it's like like people were standing still or people weren't like really supporting the smaller artists. Mm. Yeah, and it just it just fucking sucks sometimes. I hate that. Yeah. But um but other than that, fucking LA is an amazing place. No, I, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's like L.A. could be kind of Hollywood, fam. It's yeah, like, if you ain't that big act, like we don't want to hear it. We, you know what I mean? And that can be that could be a fucked up situation because I don't kind of like that stick. I like support your local artists, no matter if they're on the radio or mm-hmm. they got a motherfucking budget or a big ass following. No matter what, it's your local artists. You know what I'm saying? They don't see what it is. Is L.A. is in Hollywood. So whatever comes out of Hollywood, that's what L.A., it hits L.A. first to basically to get the approval. You know what I'm saying? If we say this shit knocking, then this shit knocking. Yep. Now we can move somewhere else and take this shit worldwide. That's L.A. Yeah. Um, it's, cra- it's crazy that you said that because it's true. Um, you can actually be from here and then... Like, if you're not approved, you can actually move somewhere else and kind of get a little bit of a following there and then come back over here. So one example would be Metallica. When Metallica was coming up, uh, what's it called? All of L.A. was, like, hair metal. Like, I don't know if you know, like, Molly Crew and Poison and, like, pretty much these yeah. big band-haired, like, girly, you know, like, glammy kind of bands. And Metallica is, like, you know, these, like, thrashy, you know, more like, like just jeans, denim jeans and a black shirt. And so they actually had to leave to San Francisco and they made it big right there, and then they came back to L.A. and fucking just started, you know, just started killing it out here. Right. Yeah, and then I seen some other artists do that, too, that, 
you know, they're born and raised out here, but they go a little bit out and then they'll come back and, you know, just come back big. Right. Yeah. You know, because if you can make it here, you're going to make it anywhere. Exactly. You know, we got that. That sound. Yeah, but definitely there's like so many, uh, so much competition out here too. You get me that sometimes it's easier to to build a little crowd like somewhere else and then, you know, bring like kind of like hype it up and then, you know, like the crowd out here will kind of respect you more. Um, there was a, there was an example of these, but I forgot. No, I, you know what? Because I don't really, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's a beat. It got to have that beat. That's true too. You know what I mean? You go back and you learn that beat like Atlanta. They got that beat. They know how to make that shit, you know what I'm saying, pump in your ear, make you feel it in your soul. Yeah. It's about them rip the shit in your body, whatever <laughs> to make shit move and shit. And they know how to make you move. And that's what LA got. We know how to make you move. We got that formula, them frequencies. Yeah. Straight up. No, we got them frequencies, bro. And and them and them beats of them subs and and shit. Like it's like the the world's anthem, for real. Oh, it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> Bang my city is a is a banger, bro. Like, how do you how do you come up with that? Like, where does the beat come from? Did you make it yourself? You know what? Bang my city is a, is something that I always wanted to do because I ain't heard no nobody represent L.A. Like it's just a L.A. anthem. I never heard it, you know. And what really inspired me is when I heard Jay Z and Alicia Keys, New York. I'm like, that shit, that shit hard. I like that. And they they represent it right. You know what I'm saying? And like some everybody can represent. And I always wanted to make something like it. And I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for somebody to come out with an L.A. anthem that can. That's can compete with some new with New York, New York, because that shit is hard. Now I'm just saying, I all my I keep my goals high. I reach for the top, so I don't. I ain't saying my song is that shit, but shit, I'm gonna try because I always do my best. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so I just did my best, and I wanted to make something for my folks can represent on on the west side of. L.A., just something just to bounce to, just something to make you feel good. You feel me? So I haven't heard nobody come up with nothing like that, so I decided to do it myself. Shit, fuck that, man. I still do music, man. We so fucking, I wrote a song called Bang My City, and this is what I feel about my city. This, this, this is my shit, you know, and shit, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Don't give a fuck. I think uh, what your song captured, kind of how you just said uh, the New York, New York song, is definitely you kind of use the same um, uh, formula of like having a singing hook, like the in in when you're in the in the hook and the the main chorus, what's it called? You're kind of singing the song, you know, and I think that's what kind of makes it really catchy. Like, because it's something you can sing along to. You get me? Like, certain people can rap, but, like, when you can, like, sing along to it and it has that right melody, like, it just captures everybody's attention. Right. And what's it called? How the music starts and and your vocalization on it, it really reminds me of, like, it could be playing when, when a football game, let's say the Rams are playing or something, like, or the Lakers are playing, and it could be, you know, one of those quick little intros. You know, L.A., bang my city. 
what's it called? We can I can also see it in. Um, remember when like Fox News used to have little like preview commercials? Uh, what's it called? And you know they kind of just show like a B roll of LA and everything. I can envision it right there too. I can envision it like literally in a Good Morning show from LA. You know, like absolutely. So absolutely, yeah. so I I love the song, man. It's it's fucking incredible, and it was a it was an honor to really uh, to shoot the music video. So it was fun. Uh, a lot of crazy planning we did. We kind of talked about it for a little bit, and we set a lot of things up. Didn't all go a hundred percent, but how'd you like the experience anyway? I loved it. Do it how we do it. We just did it, and we can't. Whatever happens, just happened in the process. But we're gonna do what we have to do to get the shot and the footage that we want, and and, and that kind of happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, shit. You know, shit. I wanted to shoot with some riders. You know, my boy came through with the rider. Like, let's do it, man. Let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Just like I. Just off vibe, you know what I'm saying? So, shit happens for a good reason. You know what I mean? We shot at the dispensary called Go Global. Mm-hmm. That's my boy, man. He he was happy to let us shoot part of the video in his dispensary, man. I appreciate my boy Ish for that shit. I love my boy, you know what I mean? So, hey. Yeah, my boy, man. Yeah. Shit, man, good job, fam, bam. So we get that shit. We shot. Uh, the shit came out good, bro. Everything was a blessing. Uh, we got everything we needed for the shit, for the video. You know, it was some good things that happened. You know, it was some bad things that happened. But you got to take things for what they are, you know. And we... We had a storyboard. We stuck with it. We stuck with our obstacles, whatever came in our way. Um, the weather didn't turn out right, right. <laughs> so there was a couple. There was a couple of things that kind of uh, we we planned for a couple of locations, and then it all started off with Dulo and I met up super early, and I guess we just expected everybody to show up early too. But people started showing up late, so that made us late for another part. And it was it was almost looking like it was bad. It would be like a like a back and forth. Like at first it'd be frustrating, but when we when we get to shooting, it'd be fun and we'd get pumped up. Right. And then like something else would happen. But then once again, once you get into the shooting and you start having fun, it goes great. Uh, the cars came out of nowhere. That was kind of like a last minute thing. Uh, like you said, the shop was a last minute thing. We we're supposed to get some girls. They didn't come through, but we ended up finding that shop. And uh, the crazy thing was that we were shooting in front of the shop. And the security guard actually came out and told us that we couldn't shoot. And and then we're like, all right, cool, we're not going to shoot. And then what's it called? Ish, the owner, comes out. And what's it called? He's like, hey, I'm the owner, and you guys can shoot all you want. Oh, yeah, man. He came through and was like, like a, like a real, like, what y'all, what y'all got going over here? Like, man, we over here trying to see what's good with your shot, man. Smoke some weed and, and go ahead and shoot Get some shots done in front of some shit. We call L.A. Bay my city, bro. So, and, and he was cool about it. So, you know, we went on up in there. He was like, oh, man, fuck that. Y'all come on in this motherfucker. Do what the fuck you need to do. And you blessed, man. Get y'all shots, man. Let's get this shit done, man. Prosper. And he, he always been 100. So go global, bro. Go global. You know get your weed from there. You know what I'm saying? They got that. Support. A1. They got that A1 grade. Triple A, trip that Triple A Yola. I forgot the name of that shit he showed me, but I 
my show. No, that shit was. I got to find out, but it was fire. Yeah, the other thing I want to mention that, uh, you know, I give it I give it to you and I give it to uh, Cadillac Todd was that that day we went to go shoot at the 6th Street Bridge and what's it called? Somebody broke broke the windows to, to Dulo's car and to Cadillac Todd's car. And it was just like, Ugh. it was the end of the night and it was like, fuck, man, like, did this really happen? And then I, you know, like, I understand because I've gotten my car broken into. So I was like, hey, man, you know, if you want to call it a night, like, it's cool, you know, we'll get it jumping on another day. It's all good. I got you. And Dulo was like, fuck that. We're already here. Let's shoot it. And the those last little shots that we were getting on the 6th Street Bridge was, like, my favorite part of the day, too. So it was like, I'm, like, really, uh, really happy that you guys kept on going. You know, you kept it strong. You didn't let it stress you out. And, you know, we were able to finish the video hard. Hey, I told you, bro. I, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm impeccable with my word, bro. I live what I say. And I say what I mean, and that's what it is. And I already know shit happens, so you can't take shit personal. If shit happens, okay, what the fuck? I'm gonna, you ain't gonna fucking kill what the fuck I got going, bro. Because you, your negativity, that bad energy, that shit just kill everybody's morale. Yeah, fuck that. It's material things, man. We do what we do, so we gonna keep shooting. I don't give a fuck, bro. You know what I'm saying? It ain't life or death. Shit can be replaced. Period. So that's how I look at it. All right, it's not life or death. You know what I'm saying? We still here, everybody. We still good. You know what I'm saying? Why can't we keep shooting? Because some material shit got fucking repossessed. <laughs> 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 fuck that. You know, fuck, man. So that's just it is what it is. Straight up. Yeah, and you know, just something to learn from this whole this whole little podcast. I think is that the, these words that you were saying earlier, like don't stress about these things. You know, like, like don't stop when it seems like it's going bad. Sometimes you got to push through these hard things and, you know, something great will come out of it. Personally, I love how the music video came out. Uh, what's it called? Even though things didn't go 100% our way, I feel like we were never dissatisfied with what we got. You get me? Like, we're always like, yeah, that shit's dope. That shit's dope. And, you know, like, when we needed to spice it up, that's how we, we just needed to go get one little pickup shot and we we're fine. Yeah, man. Everything worked out how it was supposed to work out. That's how I look at it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Whatever we got, that's what we were supposed to get, and we got. Now let's get get with it. Let's make it happen. Let let's let the world see what the fuck we got. You know what I'm saying? And that's all it, that is to it. If they like it, let's fuck with it. If they don't, I don't give a fuck. We still gonna fuck with it, my nigga. I love what we got, baby. Yes, sir. Keep it 100, my nigga. I love what we got, bro. Yes, sir. I love my city. I love everything we doing. I love everything we do, bro. I just you know what I'm saying? Just happy just to be even be here just to do what I do right now. I told y'all what happened. So you already know I, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I don't give a fuck. This is yeah. cool, my nigga. Let's do it. And in the end, all of oh, that boy, let us up. Place, man. Let us up right here. So Shit. Dulo, thank you for coming out, brother. Uh, this was hella fucking fun. I'm glad we finally got to do it. Like cool. like we say, you know, things happen for a reason, you know? Everything. Yeah. It's not by chance, bro. It's by design. Yes, sir. So what do you got coming up next? I got my next single called Top Down. I am just want to just go ahead and smooth it out a little bit, man. Just show just a different tempo. And we're going we gonna to still, we're going to take it back. But we're going to keep it right now. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because I'm talking about right now. Shit. But, yeah, Top Down, man, it's going to be my next single. 
I'm buzzing. I'm <laughs> All right, dude. Don't do, so don't do me like that. <laughs> don't do me like that. Y'all know I'm feeling, man. Yeah. I, I know, for real, for real. I just love what we're doing right now. I appreciate you guys, bro. I'm enjoying myself. Got my drink right here. You Cheers. got your water. Mm-hmm. Cheers. To that camera, Dulo, uh, tell them where to find you. Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Dulo D. That's D-U-L-O-W-D. That's Dulo on Instagram. On Twitter, it's Dulo D100. They're probably wondering about that high. So if you want to go watch that high, go ahead to, go ahead to YouTube. You can see that high for yourself. It said Dulo D slash that high. Go check it out. If you want to vibe out to something that's real and vibe out that high, my nigga, that's my shit. And smoke. Make sure you get your, go ahead and, and get ready. If you want to clean up, whatever you're going to do, I don't give a fuck what it is. Whatever you're going to do, you're going to do something. If you just want to vibe out, go ahead and roll you something and smoke to that high. It's my love song to you, baby. That high. Go ahead. That high. Do low D. So that concludes this episode of the A7 Podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Dulo. And let's do it again, bro. Sooner than later.